Hey, what's up, universe? Welcome to episode 28 of It's a Choice. And the title of this episode is going to be Choose Your Values. Now, if you listened to the previous podcast, um, you know that I, I kind of ended that one like prefacing that this episode is going to be about um, a process that we went through in the program that I just ended with a, at the Journey Within uh, about values. Before I get into that, though, there's a number of things that I kind of want to just like, you know, go through and just kind of update you on. Um, and I've been thinking about this, and I'm going to totally make a joke. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode, um, and yeah, I totally flubbed that joke. It's not even a joke anymore. I was going to say this is going to be a bit of a long one, and that's totally a that's what she said thing. But that's totally and whatever. Anyway, um, what I want to update you guys about is that um, like the day after I published last week's episode, I learned the results of the interviews, right? So last Monday, April 12th, I had a set, I had a block of six hours, I had five interviews, and I felt like they pretty much went okay. Um, there was a couple of times, like with a couple of different people that I interviewed with, like one or two questions where I'm like, all right, I probably didn't answer that the best, like whatever. Um, I could kind of just get a feel that like, eh, maybe, mm, I don't know, maybe that's not Maybe that's not, that's not definitely not batting a thousand, you know what I mean? Like, so swing and you miss. It happens, whatever. Uh, but overall, I felt like it went pretty well. Anyway, last Wednesday, I received the outcome of that, and the client decided to not proceed with my candidacy. Um, so for like the first hour after that, um, I had some peaks and valleys of emotion. Like, definitely felt kind of angry disappointed, you know, um, somewhat defeated. That was a little bit in there. Um, the one thing that I noticed is that like these peaks and valleys like didn't last very long. And after an hour, I went outside to mow the lawn and then I went to the gym. And while I was mowing the lawn, I felt a sense of relief. And I was like, you know, like, I'm actually kind of glad I'm not going to be doing this IT work and I'm not going to be on call. You know, it is bummer because it was going to be some cushy cash. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It was like literally the highest like amount of pay that I would have ever earned. Now, the thing is, is that one of my friends, and I appreciate it, I'm just going to give a shout out to Naisha. She, she reminded me, she was like, look, you just need to celebrate that you made it as far as you did in the interview process. Like you were probably one of, you know, maybe two to three people that they made it that far. And second, you attracted that to you. Like, you attracted that dollar amount to you. She's like, so just get excited about what's coming next. I'm like, that's absolutely correct. That's very true. So I appreciate that. Um, so anyway, I was thinking about all of that and just kind of like felt relief. I felt really good about it. I still feel actually really good about it. So I, what I ended up doing is that um, the client asked me to work another 100 hours. They're like, we'll extend your contract for 100 hours through July 15th. So like 100 hours over three months. And I told the company that I'm contracted through, I was like, you know, like I'm going to take some time and think about it. I replied to them the following day after sleeping on it and thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? Like this is not a response. This is not a negative response to the outcome of the interview. I was like, but I'm going to have to respectfully decline the offer and just go with them and just kind of go our separate ways. And they're like, do you want to just stay on for two weeks to like close out any open items? And I'm like, there aren't any open items that I'm aware of. 
And no, I would actually like to disengage like immediately. And again, I really do have to stress, it is not a negative response to the outcome. What it is, is that um, it's just so grossly apparent to me. And it's been happening for like the past 14 months. I've been so ignoring it, so ignoring it, that I need to be a teacher. That I just need to fucking step into that, walk into that unknown and let it unfold. And one of the, some of the language that I used when I was replying to them of being like, I need to have all of my resources available to me to focus on this new endeavor. Well, back last January of 2020, a friend of mine, Ashley, introduced me to a medium who I scheduled an appointment with like early February, 2020. And this medium, I took notes during that call with this medium, and there's a, so much from that conversation that plays into like what unfolded through 2020 and then like what's just happening now about being a teacher, setting up my own business. I took notes that, that basically mimicked what I told the company where I was like, I need to have all of my resources like focused on this thing. Like the language was so close to like what I wrote in those notes to what I communicated. And I completely forgot about this conversation until... I started thinking about it and I was like, wait, this sounds really familiar. Um, so anyway, I'm just kind of going off on a tangent on that. Just thought I'd provide you guys an update with that. Totally stepping into this teacher role. Um, so I've been, at the beginning of the year, I was developing a program for children and teens. I'm still working on that. And then the other day I started working on a program that's just kind of like for everybody. And actually, right before I started doing this podcast, like literally like minutes before I started recording this, I was thinking, you know, what I really kind of want to do, what I think would be really fun is to work with like high income families. Because here's the thing, right? I've gone through a number of different programs. I've done, you know, Date with Destiny. I've done Jim Fortin's TCP. I've done some work of, you know, Garrett J. White. Um you know, these kinds of things and the journey within, uh, and they all talk a lot about the same things. There's a lot of content that's different, but there's some overlap as well. And one thing I've noticed, and, you know, they talk about this, you know, in TCP, they talk about it in Date with Destiny or other Tony programs. They talk about it in the journey within individuals, individuals that go through self-development and the individuals that do know this because they've experienced it. When they go back to like their reality or back into their relationships or whatever, like those people have changed. Those people have certainly changed and their partners or other family members are kind of like, what the fuck? Right. So like there's this, there's this schism, you know, like either they, either the family or the partners allow this new person to like integrate into their life and these new things to integrate into their life and people change with the person that's gone through the self-development or they don't you know and it just um it just I've always found it kind of profound that like these aren't small changes either these are like shifts in like perspective and like shifts in attitude shifts in beliefs like these are not small things these are we're changing trajectory here like we are going in like an entirely new direction uh, a lot of times and so i want to work with high income families families i want to work with families i want to work with the whole fucking unit you know the whole fucking unit if i work with 20 high income families per month that's like one per day and i only need to work a couple hours a day 
I have my weekends off, or maybe I work with two or three a day, and then I have like three or four days off. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I want to work with the whole fucking family unit. I want to work with the kids, like regardless of their age. I want to work with the parents. I want to work like with single moms with kids. I want to work with single dads with kids. I want to work with married couples. Like I want to, I want to hit the whole fucking thing. Like I want to work with people in their relationships. I want to work with people like across the board, like the relationship with their kids. I want to work with the kids with the relationship to the parents. I want to work with people with the relationship in between partners, like the whole gambit, the whole gambit. Like why, why, why? Has this not been done? Like, seriously, why has somebody not targeted the whole fucking unit? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm going for. I want to work with the whole unit, you know, one way or another. So I'm going to be working on a multi-pronged approach, different avenues to, like, just go out and start teaching. Be it just to kids, just to individuals, or, like, whole family units. Like, I'm going I'm to, like, hit it all. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, so I don't have anything like right now to say, hey, go to this link, like sign up, like whatever. But I am absolutely putting it out there intentionally to the universe. It's grossly obvious the universe has been like, you need to fucking teach. So I'm doing it. I'm just putting it out there. I'm doing it. All right. That was 10 minutes of me like rambling about stuff that was absolutely not related to what this podcast was about. So let's get into it. I'll note this in the description. Hey, if you want to get to the actual meet, start at 10 minutes. One more thing, I totally updated the descriptions in on Anchor, which should trickle out to the other, you know, different platforms, and then also YouTube. I've uploaded all of these episodes onto YouTube, so if you actually want to watch me talk to you, you can go to the YouTube channel. The link in the descriptions to the YouTube, to the episode, to the, uh, to the episode on YouTube are in the description, and then vice versa. Like, they link back and forth to each other, so you can go to YouTube and find the link to Anchor uh, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway... Um, so there's that. So to get into these values, to get into the practical side of this episode, both TCP and Date with Destiny like work on people's values, right? And they approach it a little bit differently. Um, more or less, though, the first thing that it's about is like, what do you value? Now, Jim goes about it totally different than Tony does. And since I'm freshly involved from the journey within which was largely based off date with destiny which is a tony robbins program we're going to kind of go that angle with it and i'll kind of talk about some of the similarities so the first thing and i've got notes so i'm going to like totally go off of this stuff and i'll give you practical examples of like my values and how it worked for me and these are all like what i just did at the journey within so the first thing that I just want to mention is that to like, just to kind of put this out there as far as a level of awareness, the six human needs, right? So Tony talks about the six human needs. I don't really believe that this is spoken about um, in like TCP. So anyway, the six human needs are certainty, which is basically the assurance that you can avoid pain and gain pleasure. Then there's number two is uncertainty or variety, the need for the unknown, the need for change, the need for new stimuli. That's me. <laughs> um, number three, significance, feeling unique, feeling important, feeling special, feeling needed. Uh, then number four is connection and love, right? A strong feeling of closeness or union with somebody or something. 
And then their last two are typically referred to as like spiritual needs, even though they're human needs, right? So you've got growth, which is an expansion of capacity or capability or understanding. That's number five. And then number six is contribution is a spiritual need, a sense of service or serving somebody, a focus on helping, giving, or supporting others or supporting something. Uh, so all of our values kind of one way or another, like fill that need or one of the, one or more of those needs, you know, and as a definition, just to kind of like go with that. Right. And that's something that's also just kind of interesting. We all, even though we have a dictionary for our languages, we all have our own meaning for the words. We all have, we all have our own emotional experiences and attachment to words. So even though there's a dictionary that gives you a, a definition of what the word means, that's not necessarily what it, it means to you, right? And that's why it's so important when actually talking to somebody. And this is why in the four agreements, the book, the four agreements, it says, don't make assumptions. So when you're having a conversation with somebody, it's always very clear. It's always very like just, I don't know, good, I suppose, um, or aware to say, what does this mean to you? Like, what does X mean to you? Like, don't assume, you know, I mean, a lot of us do shit. I do. That's for sure. But like, I'm just saying this as much for you guys as it is for me, like to gain clarity on that. Like, what does X mean to you? Like, what does joy mean to you? I know what the fucking dictionary says, but what the hell does it mean to you? You know, like, what's your definition? So again, to get back to the topic, like values, right? The whole idea of like, what do values mean? In this particular context for this episode, let's just go ahead and define it like this. Values are emotional experiences that we believe are important to experience, are to avoid. So values are emotional experiences. And those emotional experiences are most likely going to fulfill one or more of those six human needs. So, um, and see, another note is basically all of our choices, right, reflect the clarity that we have about our values, you know? Okay. And then one last thing, and this is going to make sense as we get into the practical, um, actual, like going through this part, uh, all upsets in our life are rule upsets. One of the things that they do at Date with Destiny and in the Journey Within that we didn't do in TCP is defining the rules that we have around the values that we have. So all upsets are rule upsets, and this is going to make more sense, and I'll call it back out as we're going through it. We get upset because someone or something is not fitting into the rules that we have around something that we value, some emotional experience that we want to experience. Um, I'll give examples of that. All right, so here we go. We're going to get practical now. So some of this, you may want to pause the episode and kind of do this if you, if you choose to, if you want to actually do this exercise. So here's my old away, or sorry, toward values. And at Date With Destiny and The Journey Within, Tony does, um, uh, he does two sets of values, right? The toward values, which are things that we want to experience. And then we have our away values, which are things we don't want to experience, uh, in TCP, it's just values in general. Um, and Jim does an excellent job. Values week is actually a great week. Um, it's uh, 
it, it's good either way you do it. I'm just kind of, the thing I do enjoy about this though, is it seems to get a little bit, there's a little bit more clarity. I feel that we kind of get into, um, a little bit more, a different level of awareness or things that just kind of come to light uh, by doing it through this particular exercise. Jim does an excellent job. I remember having a great time with that particular, um, week. So I'm not trying to detract one way or another from this program at all. Um, so here we're going to start with the old toward values that I had. So at the beginning of this exercise, while I was at the journey within, these are my old toward values. So they have prompts that they ask to like help you define what those are, right? So the prompt is what has been most important to you in the past? And we did like, you know, maybe eight to 10 of these values, right? So you just have, keep asking yourself, you're working with a partner and they ask you, what's been most important to you in the past? You know, and you're kind of like, all right, first thing that comes to mind, right? And then another prompt with that was once you do like a list of 10, then you kind of like go through a bracket and like reorder them. And the, the prompt for reordering and like getting your values in like the highest to lowest order is in the past, what has been more important for you to feel X or Z, you know, X or Y? <laughs> That's so silly. Whatever. Um, so for me, after I did the filtering and the sorting, um, my old toward values were number one was integrity. Integrity was absolutely at the top. Number two was connection. Number three was variety told you that uncertainty, getting new experiences, like all that kind of stuff, pretty high value. Number four was freedom. I gotta be free to be able to do that shit. Gotta be free to be able to experience that stuff, man. You know, um, number five was a sense of calm, was just calm. Number six was love. You know, we're not getting very high up there. Love's not high up there. Number seven was fun. Like, I don't need to have a shitload of fun as long as I can experience some new shit. And as long as I had some integrity and as long as I had some connection while I'm doing it, like, you know, um, number eight was peace. Like, I don't, my life doesn't need to be peaceful. I need to have integrity. I need to have connection and I need to have variety. That's way more important than having peace in my life. Number nine was joy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need to be joyful. I don't need to be all that fucking happy. Like as long as I have integrity, as long as I'm making connection, as long as I have variety, like those are my top three. Like, yeah. So that was interesting to like see that and be like, damn. Like that, okay, you know? So regardless, just kind of like going through and finding out what you value is an, is illuminating in and of itself. So the next part is finding out the rules that you have to like feel those things, right? To experience those emotional, you know, emotional experiences, those values. And there's a saying that says, we have a highway to hell and a dirt road to happiness, which means that we usually have a much easier way to feel our to like away values, things that make us feel like shit than we do with the things that make us feel good. We usually make the things that we want to experience, the things that make us feel good, we usually have extremely high expectations and like multiple conditions that need to be met before we feel that. But on the things that make us feel like shit, it's typically one thing that needs to happen. And then that can even cascade. This particular exercise is hugely related to the if-then statements and the choosing your interpretations episode. Like 
you can really start to see the cascading, like if then, if then, if then, when you start to dissect and look at the rules that you have around your values, around the emotional experiences that you want to experience. And you're like, damn. Like, and then you'll find too, as you go through it, that most of the time, a lot of this stuff is requiring external things. Like it's requiring somebody else to do something or somebody else to be something or somebody else to like show up a certain way or something to happen. It, a lot of times for most people, it's the external circumstances that totally impact whether or not they feel good or whether or not they feel like shit. And it's just like, it's holy fuck. It's amazing. Like to just go through and be like, God damn, like I am so dependent upon this, this, and this, and it's outside of my control. I have like no fucking control over that. It's ridiculous, but we totally do it. We all do this shit. So back to my rules for my toward values. Now me and my partner, we only did my first five. Okay. I'm not going to go through all nine, but my first five. Okay. So my, or my old toward values and rules, right? So integrity, number one, for me to experience integrity with another person, here's the prompt. Okay. Here's the prompt. What had to happen in order for you to feel it, it, X? In this case, we'll start with integrity. The other prompt is how do you know you're, ex you're experiencing X or integrity? Okay. So for me, it was integrity, right? I'm going to go through the rules here. Integrity. For me to experience integrity with another person, I had to, you know, have honesty. Like somebody had to be honest with me, you know, just shoot it straight. I had to have trust with that person. I had to believe or trust that someone was going to tell me the truth, regardless of the situation and no matter how hard it may be for them to tell me the truth. And then if they didn't tell me the truth, I had to believe that the person wanted to tell me the truth, even, into, even if they ended up lying. I had, to, I had to believe that they wanted to tell me the truth. So see, you can see right there, there's external, like, totally demands on another person. Like, somebody else has to be this way. I had those expectations. I had those rules. Like, somebody has to be this way. If I, if I feel like I have integrity with somebody or somebody else has integrity with me, they have to have these things. Totally, like, how, how's that working for me? <laughs> you know, like, how's that working for me? How are my expectations on another person? How are my selfish ass expectations working out for me? Some other person has to totally show up the way that I expect them to show up. And then I'll feel this sense of integrity. Jesus Christ. Like, okay. Okay. Jeez, man. Number two, connection. For me to experience connection with another person, I had to, you know, I had to experience with this person. Somebody had to show up and be present and they had to be attentive Somebody had to be engaged with me. Somebody had to be interested in me. Somebody had to have a genuine curiosity in me. Um, somebody had to allow me to be my authentic self and accept that. So for me to have connection with somebody, I had to have, somebody had to be present. They had to be engaged. They had to be interested. They had to have like genuine curiosity in me. And they had to accept me and allow me to be myself. If I didn't have that, if I didn't have that set of conditions, I wasn't experiencing connection with somebody. Fuck. Like, dude, how many people do you think I'm going to connect with in my life? How many people do you think I'm going to connect with in my life that way? Yeah. Yeah. N hardly any. 
<laughs> Hardly fucking any. Few and far between. That's like Doc Holliday kind of shit. And I don't know if you've seen Tombstone and shit like that. Be like, I don't have very many friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that. Jesus. Number three, variety or uncertainty. That's a, one of those six human needs, right? Number two with connection, that's a fucking human need. Um, so number three with variety. For me to experience variety, I had to experience change in my life. You guys have totally seen this through the podcast. If you guys have been paying any type of attention, like you totally know that I love to experience change in my life. And I don't necessarily love it. The journey is not always fun, but nonetheless, like I apparently love it enough to like be okay with being uncomfortable. So experience changed my life. Like, where am I living? What car am I driving? What clothes am I wearing? What's my financial situation? Like, what's my, what's my relationship like with anybody? You know, my family, my friends, my kids, my partner. Like, yeah, what type of change is going on? You know, like, I have to experience that. It's like, that's an addiction, right? Allowing myself to be guided and following my intuition. Like, I have, that was another condition. Like, so I have to, like, experience those things for me to feel variety. And it's, like, important. It's important. Um, yeah, there's definitely healthier ways to uh, experience variety. Uh, and I know it's the spice of life and all. But geez, huh? Okay, number four, Freedom. Freedom. For me to experience freedom, I had to trust my intuition, for sure, and then allow myself to do what I want. <laughs> like, you know, I kind of, if I'm going to trust my intuition, I'm going to feel guided. I got to be able to, I got to have the freedom to like go with that, regardless of whatever the circumstances are. So I have to have the freedom. Um, I have to allow myself to do that. So I have to have the freedom within my relationships, within my friends, my family, my children, my significant other. Like, I mean, as you guys have heard in this podcast, like, it doesn't matter the relationship, like, I'm going to follow that, and I'm going to totally do that. Um, so that one, I still, I mean, obviously still struggle with, right? Like, it's the whole point of this fucking podcast is to live an inspired and authentic life. Like, and if that means you got to change shit up, it means you got to change shit up. Only you are going to know what's right for you, you know? Like, so... Um, but for me to, for me to experience freedom, I had to do that. So I experienced freedom quite a bit. And my youngest son has definitely told me, he's like, you are the definition of freedom to me. All right. So, you know, maybe that one's not horrible, but it has consequences. Fucking consequences, that shit. You gotta be totally willing to pay the price. I've said it before. It's a prime example. Prime example. Number five, with calm. For me to experience calm... People had to follow my fucking rules. <laughs> People had to follow my fucking rules, man. All of these rules for any of these things that we were just talking about. People had to follow that shit. They didn't follow that shit. Probably wasn't going to feel a whole lot of calm. You know, like not like deep sense of calm, especially like we'll put it this way. Like, um, you know, my house, my rules, right? So the kids would have friends over. Most of the time the friends would be fine. But there was definitely one kid that came over and just being a kid. Right, just kids being kids, man. Like, and I could rationalize that. I could understand it. I could be like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, kids being kids. But and there's a huge but, big ass fucking like bootylicious thing. Yeah, it was, uh, I'd be downstairs and there'd be so much racket and stomping and like crazy shit. And it would drive me nuts. It would drive me fucking bat shit. I had no calm with that, dude. I couldn't, I just, kind of pull my hair out kind of stuff man so I even though like I was rationally and intellectually 
like aware of it. I was not at all practicing that state of calm. Just wasn't happening. Just wasn't happening. Rules, my rules were not being followed. Um, and then being aware of my own disturbances and unconscious patterns, you know, would lead me to a sense of calm, but we don't know what we don't know. So for me to like experience calm as much as I would like to think I'm a calm person, there's an undercurrent of like not being calm. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't really experiencing the level of calm that like, you know, some type of Zen, you know, like just, just not happening because of the fucking rules that I have around this shit, you know? So that was the toward values and the toward rules, right? Those are the things that I want to experience. Those are the emotional experiences that I want in my life, right? Those are my old ones. So here are the away values, right? Okay, these are things that I don't want to experience. These are the emotional experiences I don't want and the ones that I want to avoid. So here's the prompt for those, right? So in the past, what has been the feeling you would do almost anything to avoid having to feel? And then to order those, right? That prompt is, in the past, which of these feelings would you do more to avoid having to feel? X or Y. So my old away values were only four. I only had four of them. I'm sure I have more, but only four that I came up with during the program. So my first and foremost away value, the first emotional experience that I certainly wanted to avoid most was being left, was being left. Yeah, I didn't want to be left. I don't want to be left. You know, like I, at least that's definitely what it's like. That's what it was. And I shouldn't even say I don't want to be because like, I'm, that's a whole perception thing. But that was my first one being left. The second away value, the other, the second emotional experience I didn't want to, that I didn't want to feel was loss. And I'm not talking about like, I mean, I guess like losing a game and stuff like that, but like losing like people or relationships or just a sense of loss. The third emotional experience or value was pain. I'm not sure how many people like want to feel pain. Although we probably wouldn't put it as like our like toward value. Like, man, I want to feel pain. But pain can definitely feel comfortable and pain can definitely be familiar. So I think on a subconscious level, like we definitely choose pain. I think some of us, a lot of us choose pain because it is familiar and like we don't really we don't necessarily see it that way but we still choose it and it's still whatever we choose is causing us pain anyway that's a whole another topic but mine was like i don't want to experience pain right the fourth one was judgment i don't want to experience the emotional experience of judgment right so here are my rules around that here's my highway to hell right so the prompt to figure out the rules was what had to happen in order for you to feel X and how do you know you're experiencing X? So as an example, what had to happen in order for me to feel being left and how did I know I was experiencing being left, right? So here's the rules for being left, right? So someone had to choose someone or something over me, regardless of the relationship, you know, friendships, family, especially like significant other relationships, like my, my partners and things like that. 
Um, when I, I definitely remember that when I was young, um, one of my best friends that, you know, I was down in Texas at the beginning of the year with Glenn. Glenn lived like basically right across the street from me. He'd leave my house like on purpose, like on purpose to like go home. You're like, dude, I'm out. Like, I'm just leaving. And like, I couldn't necessarily go over to his house. Like, I just remember times when like I couldn't leave, but he could come over and he would leave and I would be like, what the fuck? Like, why are you leaving? And I definitely felt like there was just times that he just did it because he knew like it was fucking with me, you know? Um, and you could chalk it up and be like, man, kids are such assholes and like all that stuff. And they, yeah, man, like, you know, kids can be, but like, that's really on me. Like, you know, especially at this stage in my life to like, look at it and be like, you know, dude, like I'm still holding on to that, like, or something. Um, but anyway, like any one of those types of things, like it's regardless of what it is, like those are external things. Those are things outside of my control. I can't control like what my kids are going to do or what Glenn is going to do or what my significant other is going to do or like, you know, what my parents or, you know, my family is going to do. I can't fucking control anything on the outside of me. So if somebody wants to choose something else and it's good for them, like, bam, like whatever it is, like, or the other rule was death. Like nobody's going to choose when they die. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily true, but like, you know what I mean? Like when my dad died, like he slowly killed himself. You know what I mean? Like he, he definitely wasn't taking care of himself, but like death is, you know, like this, that being left, you know what I mean? Like, so it's somebody else. It's still external. It's still outside of my control. It's outside of my control. So any one of those things, you know, was just so easy to feel being left like, and it's also up to my interpretation. Like, what, what am I making it mean? Like when somebody chooses something, you know, like it could be anything I could, I could go all sorts of ways with that and create all sorts of stories and interpretations. So being left could be really easy to feel, um, if I let it, you know? And so it was like, all right, external shit that I can't fucking control. Um, so number two with loss you know, again, death comes up, death comes up, you know, again, somebody leaving me, you know, somebody withdrawing, you know, even if I'm still in the relationship, regardless of what relationship it is, if they're withdrawing, if they're not communicating with me, if they're not being present. And so you could see where multiple things show up for multiple things, like emotional experiences. I should say the same thing shows up for multiple emotional experiences or values that I don't want to experience. So somebody leaving me can cause me to feel loss and being left, which are like, it's just this like double whammy, right? So the highway to hell of like, you know, misery loves company, stack, 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 one fucking thing that I can't fucking control all of a sudden flicks on like this fucking trigger, this fucking trigger, this fucking trigger, this fucking trigger. And now I'm feeling this, I'm experiencing this emotion, this emotion, this emotion, this emotion because of one fucking thing, because somebody fast tracked it on the highway to hell. And not somebody, because I, I set up the conditions for this one fucking thing to like be the grand fucking champion thing that needed to happen on this pinball machine. Like, bam, like it's the rules that I had set up. So the third one was pain. Um, so like judgment from somebody, somebody that actually give a shit about most of the time. I don't care. Like if it's somebody external, like somebody that I don't like even know, like 
judge me all you want, but somebody I actually give a shit about, like, that's a different thing that can cause pain, right? Ridicule from people I care about, um, lack of acceptance from people I care about, like being made fun of. Um, and that could actually be from like people that I actually don't care about. Uh, feeling inadequate is actually a big one that causes me pain, lack of skill, lack of knowledge, financial situation, like my definitely things around my finances can definitely make me feel inadequate and that can cause me pain. Um, or at least that, that was a point, right? You know, like, and then uh, being dismissed by somebody that I'm trying to communicate with. If somebody is like giving me dismissive behavior and I'm like trying to have a serious conversation that caused pain. So again, all of those things, all of those, every single fucking one of them is external. It's all from somebody else. It's all from the outside. Fuck man. All of that shit, all of that pain, all of those avenues to pain, all of it's external. All of that's external. The outside world has to match what I'm fucking looking for or else I feel pain. So it goes back to that whole thing. Like all upsets in our life are rule upsets. It's because we have rules around things that we want to experience. And when those rules aren't met, when those conditions aren't met, we get upset. Like Fuck, man. So if we're unaware of what fucking rules we have, like, we're probably going to be walking around, like, kind of fucked up or pissed off or, like, whatever, like, for for a while. I mean, like, that just reminds me of, like, the breakthrough I had around, you know, women and the breakthrough I had in March TCP last year, where it was like, fuck, I had these rules based upon a story that I had no idea even existed. And until I became aware of those things, like then that radically shifted in a moment like that, like that. It was night and day after that realization, after my awareness, after that came into my awareness, life fucking changed. So the fourth thing is judgment, right? So people disagreeing with my actions, primarily my family, friends or authority figures, you know, people that I respect, um, feeling aggressive energy from other people, you know, just judgment from strangers, you know, that can, that can happen to me. Like again, again, all external. Every single fucking one of those external. I have no control over any of those. None of them. None of them. So not only are there multiple easy ways to like trigger those things, and some of those triggers are the same between multiple emotional experiences. So if one thing happens, I'll feel multiple shitty things, and they're outside of my fucking control. So the world's going to like kick my ass a lot of the time. Like, fucking what the hell? And I set up the I set up the game that way. Be like, dude, it's gonna be kind of hard for me to feel connection. It's gonna be kind of hard for me to feel calm. But like feeling loss and feeling pain and like feelings being left, like super easy, no problem, no problem. Outside of my control, one person has to do one fucking thing, or I have to interpret it as one fucking thing, and then like, pff, life goes to shit. What? What the fuck, man? That's silly. That is silly. So what we do then is we just, we rewrite this. We rewrite these things, right? Now that we're aware of like how that kind of works, like what the mechanism is for that and like how we can start to see how we have these rules, what values we have. Great thing about this stuff, we can change all that shit. It's just a fucking program, right? It's just a fucking program. It's a set of conditions. It's fucking everything that we've made up. We have made that shit up. All right, 
Let's make up some new shit. Let's totally, totally make up some brand new shit. Let's throw all that crap out and let's bring in some new shit. Shit we fucking consciously chose. Shit we fucking chose, man. A lot of that time, you know, stuff we just somehow got programmed into our brain. But now we can choose that shit. Right? So, you know, for the toward values, they wanted us to do like 10 at the journey within. So 10 toward values and 10 away values. And they wanted like a synergy between these things, right? So for the away values, the, the, they wanted to have like the, the rules around that to like push you towards experiencing the things that you wanted to. So like you kind of worked with the opposites of these things and then created the rules to be opposite as well, right? And there's certain language that they used with this, okay? So here are my new toward values and my new rules, right? Okay, so to you make you make when you redo these you make your new toward values the emotional experiences that you do want to experience easy you make them easy to experience and then you make your away values the things you don't want to experience you make those fucking hard you make those hard to experience all right so with the new values joy <laughs> remember joy was on the fucking bottom it was on the bottom. It was number nine on my old fucking values. It was nine on the bottom, barely even on the list. This is my number one fucking value. So here's how I experience joy. And it says, here's, the, here's how you write out the new value, right? So the language is, I experience joy anytime I... And then you just put in these rules. Anytime I do any one of these things, all I have to do is one of these things and I experience joy. So my new rules for experiencing joy is remembering to let go. Just let it fucking go. If I can remember to let go, I experience joy. Bam. I'll just, that's joyful. Letting go, that's joyful, man. Remembering to trust. You're like, man, you know what? Like I might be, you know, anxious about something. I might be like getting to some fear. Just be like, you know what? Just let it go. Just trust. Let it go is number one. It's easy. Not easy, but it's like, let it go. But if I can remember to trust too, be like, just trust, man. Just trust. All right, cool. That's joyful. Remembering to surrender. Just be like, all right, man. All right. Just let it happen. Just let it fucking happen. Just let it, just let it happen. That's joyful. There's a joy. Just because it brings me into the present you know, it brings me into the now, you know, remembering that all things, all things, every fucking thing, all things work for the greater good. There is absolutely nothing wrong or quote unquote bad in the world. There's just not, there's just not. And there's absolutely things that we don't agree with or things like all of that. But that's all that, that all comes from our interpretations and conditioning. The universe is nothing but love. All things work for the greater good. If I can remember that, that's joyful, man. Remembering that love and fear, love and fear are the only two places that our choices come from. We either are choosing because we're acting out of love or we're choosing something because we're fucking scared. Love and fear are the only two places we can operate from. And if I can remember that, like, man, all right, that's pretty joyful. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Second, 
Second one is excitement. I ex experience excitement anytime I remember that the now is all we have. The now is the only thing that's real. If I can remember that, that gets me excited. Every fucking moment, every fucking moment I can choose to be excited because we're never in the same river twice. Every single moment is unique. Even if I'm experiencing the same thing over again, like have you ever had sex that's been the same? Seriously, have you ever had sex that's ever been the same? Have you ever masturbated the same way twice? Now, you might have had the same outcome in a way. You might have orgasmed and all that, but it's a different masturbation than the one you did yesterday or a week ago, right? Have you ever eaten the same fucking food and had it be exactly the same? No, no. You might go to a restaurant that's really fucking good and they might have something that you order from that menu because it's very consistent, but it is a different fucking meal every fucking time. It's just how it is. Because there's going to be one of those times when you go there and it's not fucking good. It happens. It will fucking happen. And even if it's even if it doesn't happen and it's still good, it's not the same fucking meal. It's just not. So that's exciting. That's exciting. It's the adventure. So anytime I can just remember that now is the only thing that's real. And to remember that I choose what pertains to me what I entangle myself with, that's exciting. I have that type of authority. I get to choose what pertains to me. Fuck, that's exciting. <laughs> that's freedom, which is a value I had, right? Freedom. So remembering that all things work for the greater good. That right there, that one, and like the, remembering that the now, there's a couple of things for some of these, that, that one fucking thing is going to make me feel some of my new toward values, emotional experiences that I want to experience. So remembering that everything works for the greater good, like makes me feel like joy, makes me feel excitement, makes me feel fun, which is another one. Like there's just that one thing happens. Now I'm feeling other fucking like emotional states that I want to feel made it easy, right? Like I can, I can remember these things, bam, then I can experience those things. So then uh, for excitement, remember that every moment in life is a new moment, which is goes back to the first one, right? Remember that no two moments are the same. So those three things, right? Now is the only thing that's real. Every moment is a new moment and no two moments are the same. That Those three things, that just gets me fucking excited. It's every single fucking moment is new. Fun. Fun's number three. I experience fun anytime I remember that nothing is as serious as I may, as I may be making it seem. Just nothing. Nothing is as serious as I might be making it be. For real. Dude, this is life. Fucking live it. It's not as serious as you're making it out to be. You, it doesn't matter what fucking situation it is. You can fucking take anything and be like, this is serious. Be like, yeah, that's your story around that. That's your interpretation. But like, people have gone through some pretty bad shit. Dark, dark things. Things that I would never want to experience. And they, they can spin that shit. So it's just not as serious. I'm going to die someday. And when I look back, it's just not going to be worth all the fucking energy that I put in towards it to make it as serious as, as I was making it be. You know what I mean? Remember that all things work for the greater good, right? Remember that love and fear are the only two places. That's another one. Remembering that everything works for the greater good and that love and fear are the only two places that we can choose from. Those two things, I feel a lot of my toward values. Um, remember that life is too short to suffer. It's simply too short to suffer. Like just Jesus Christ, like stop, 
stop, stop, stop, stop suffering. Stop doing that to yourself. Remember that I'm free to choose what I want to experience. That's fun. Dude, I can, I'm in control of that shit. I can choose what I want to experience. What do I want to experience? Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. <laughs> uh, vitality. Experience vitality anytime that I wake up. <laughs> if I'm alive, I have some level of vitality. You know what I mean? If I take care of my health through exercise or eating life foods or breath work or biohacking, that kind of stuff, you know, that stuff takes care of my vehicle, right? My body. Remember that all things work for the greater good. Bam. Get rest and listen to my body because I definitely feel like rest is a, is a really big thing. And remember, remember, I'm not my body. I'm not my body. I love my body. I think I'm an attractive dude. Like I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, man, I look good. I look good because I take care of myself. It makes me feel vibrant and vital. But I'm not my fucking body. That body is not me. It's not me. It's not me. My body changes. And just because my body changes doesn't mean that my core self, my essence, that doesn't, that doesn't change. I am not my fucking body. Um, so you get the idea, right? So I'm not going to go through the rest of them, but you get the idea. I experience something and then you just create rules around it. And you make them super fucking easy. So let's go into the other ones because I'm not going to go through all 10 because I've been talking a long fucking time. It's going on an hour. Um, it's going on 50 minutes about. So anyway... Uh, let's do the away rules and values, right? So there's language about this too. Okay, so the opposite of joy, right? I wrote down is indifference, okay? If I'm not joyful, then I'm being indifferent. And I don't want to feel indifferent, you know? Like, I don't want to feel that shit. So how to make the rules about feeling indifference difficult, right? I made the rules for feeling joy pretty fucking easy, now I got to make the rules for feeling indifference difficult and push me towards feeling joy. Okay. That's the whole idea is that like the rules not only make it difficult to feel indifference, but push me towards the values that I do want to feel towards the experiences that I do want to have. Okay. So the language is basically like consistent, inappropriate indifference, right? And it languages only if I were to consistently believe, and that's going to be like the, the main theme, only if I were to consistently believe that something or someone is not connected to me, instead of remembering that we are all one, that we are all connected. So for me to feel indifference, I would have to consistently believe that someone or something is not connected to me. I mean, I can... I can have a blip and be like, and kind of forget and kind of be like, oh yeah, we're all connected, but I'm not going to punish myself. I'm not going to identify with and be like, oh, I'm an indifferent bastard. No, man. Just be like, oh yeah, yeah, I kind of forgot. And I remembered that we're all connected. So I don't feel indifferent. Now I'm feeling joy because like, I remember that we're all one and everything works for the greater good. Like, so there's not even time for that to really happen for me to be like, to sink down and be like, oh, I feel indifferent. No, dude, like I would have to consistently believe that something or someone is not connected to me. And I would have to consistently not remember that we're all one and that we're all connected. That'd be really hard to do. Like I would have to like absolutely choose that, right? That would be like, I would have to choose that. Misery, misery, right? So like that is the opposite of, it's just easier for me to look at this like, oh, sorry. Sorry, indifference is like the opposite of excitement. I got a little mixed up there. Uh, joy, 
in misery, right? Okay, so for me to feel misery, like consistent, debilitating misery, only if I were to consistently lie to myself and ignore the truth and countless examples from my past, instead of remembering that all things work for the greater good and that love and fear are the only two places that our choices are based from. Like if I remember that, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna experience misery. I would have to consistently lie to myself and be like, ah, oh, not everything works for the greatest good, or no, there's more than just love and fear that we can come from. Like I would have to lie to myself and just kind of be like, for me to feel misery, you know. So the next one is like, you know, fun, right? As well to be boring or to take things too seriously. Consistent, inappropriate seriousness. There's a time and place for everything, right? Like, sure, probably shouldn't be laughing at a funeral unless that person, that's what they want. The celebration of life kind of depends, circumstantial, you never know. Anyway, only if I were to consistently focus on what I do not have or what I consistently believe, or sorry, let me restart that. To feel boring or too serious, only if I were to consistently focus on what I do not have or when I consistently believe that something is happening to me instead of remembering the truth that all things work for the greater good and that all things happen for me, you know, like, yeah, like life's not going to be too boring and you don't have to take things too seriously when I can look at everything and be like, that shit's happening for me. And there is no such thing as loss, man. It's just not, it's just not, you know? So the other one, right, like vitality. So the opposite of vitality is like lifelessness, right? This is one I like here, right, as far as my away values. Consistent, inappropriate lifelessness. Only if I were to consistently identify and attach myself to my body, or if I consistently did not take care of my body, instead of remembering that I'm a soul and remembering to take care of my body, the vehicle for my soul you know that that is like when i would feel lifeless but it's really easy for me to take care of and feel that sense of vitality i made feeling vital like pretty easy did i wake up yeah all right cool that's first step feeling pretty fucking vital you know what i mean like that's easy you fucking wake up until you don't but like waking up that's pretty easy you wake up all right i'm alive I feel pretty fucking vital, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, it's just though that's that's I'm not gonna go through all of them either, like on the aways, but like that that's the that's how you do it. That's how the language. That's how you set up the rules for that. Only if I consistently do something instead of remembering the truth, or instead of doing this, and the instead of is like that's what pushes you back towards your toward values. That's what pushes you to back to feeling what you want to feel. Um, and doing this particular exercise, uh, like I said, it, I found it to be illuminating and just interesting. Um, so the, the last thing I just really want to mention is I finished the book Awareness by Anthony DeMello. And this fucking book is extraordinary. Like I talked about the other programs I went through, right? It's like Jim Fortin's TCP program, uh, you know, Tony Robbins, like Date with Destiny and other Tony's fucking programs, you know, The Journey Within, uh, you know, Garrett J. White's like Wake Up Warrior Challenge, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Like 
this book, this 186-page book, 82, yeah, 82-page book, like, encompasses so much of, like, all of those programs. And it's a very simple thing, simple thing, that awareness, and you heard me say it in this podcast, like, about the what I experienced in last March um, 2020 TCP. Once that story and those rules around, like, my relationships with women came became into my awareness it changed it changed so this whole book this is not a technique book this book like does not give you a technique which is totally fine because anthony like the author is like as soon as somebody is trying to teach you a technique you're brainwashed which is a little bit why i'm kind of wondering about this book letting go by dr Hawkins, right? I've had a lot of people say this is a great book and a lot of people like really enjoy his particular work and, you know, um, force versus power, I believe. Um, and, uh, and other things like that. So I'm starting to kind of get into that one, but like in the preface, they're like, you know, Dr. Hawkins like teaches you a technique and I'm like, fucking Anthony said, don't fucking get into techniques, you know? Um, so we'll see, but this book awareness, like there's a lot. You want to know, like, you can see where Jim got a lot of his TCP stuff is in here. Um, there's definitely stuff where I'm like, oh, my God, like, Jim's totally said that. Or, like, yeah, that absolutely totally pertains to, like, this particular aspect of TCP. Or there's just so much in here where it's like, all right, it's, it's all about, that's what it's literally all about. It comes down to awareness. That's literally what it's all about. That's the name of the fucking game. You cannot change anything that you're unaware of. If you don't know what you don't know, there's no way you can change it. So it's all about self-observation and just stopping and being in the moment, being in the now. Like, let's get Eckhart Tolle on that shit, the power of now, right? Like, so that's what I'm talking about. Like, you got all sorts of people, like all sorts of things that this book touches on. Like, and it's, it's an easy read. I highlighted and underlined so much in that book. Uh, so I just wanted to just give a shout out for that. Like I would 100% recommend that to like anybody. It's it's a fantastic book. Um, anyway, that's what I got. I really appreciate you guys listening and sticking around. Um, this, like I said, was a longer episode, a little bit more practical in the sense of like going through um, an actual exercise. So with that, I'll just ask this again. Um, if you found this particular episode like helpful or interesting, please share it with somebody that you may think could benefit from it as well. And go live an inspired life so you can go inspire others to live their authentic and inspired life. Because at the end of the day, living an inspired life is a choice. All right. Thanks you. <laughs> Thank you, universe. I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.